Blog Talk Radio. This is the Chab Dog Sports Talk Show. We're ADHD hosts that are OCD about our sports. Host Brandon Chabner brings you Eric the Well Red, Frank the Tank, and Boston Mark for sports talk that's breaking news everywhere else. Now, here's your host, Brandon Chabner. Well, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, another edition of Chab Dog Sports Talk. Uh, this is the Dog Day Sunday morning show uh, in the middle of the dog days of summer here, uh, and uh, hopefully this show gives you a little relief from those uh, climbing temperatures and uh, stifling humidity. Uh, no, you guys are dealing with that, and you must be dealing with that on the East Coast. What's it, what's it like on the East Coast, uh, Frank? In the 90s, but uh, we've had a couple of breaks. And uh, Yeah, we had, it was a decent week this week. I had the uh, thunderstorm rolled through, and then we had a couple days. We had one day where it was kind of cooled, and then it's been, it's been high 80s. Yeah. Uh, today it's supposed to be above 90, but most, not, for the most part, it hasn't been that bad this week. Not bad, not oh. bad at all. Well, that's good. I'm coming out there in three or four weeks, so I hope, I hope it, it continues to improve, but I, I don't really care. Any day, any time I can spend in Nantucket is good for me. And uh, I get to watch the Red Sox play every day, which uh, is starting to become a pleasure again. You know, Mark may be pretty right when he said the Red Sox are coming on and the Yankees are folding their tents. The Yankees don't oh, God. I hate him winning another one. I can't take him winning another one. I, he is such a bad winner. He is such a bad winner, such an asshole. Well, it may, you may have to suffer through another one, Frank. Because, uh, another one. I can't, I am tired of him. <laughs> the, the Yankees you know, are starting, uh, that, that starting pitching is really start is stinking. Starting oh, to stink. Well, we got a trade deadline coming up in a few days. I mean, this, yeah. this man's rope for the fucking Yankees. <laughs> oh, incidentally. Going on with this uh, rant by by President Trump against uh, Baltimore, the uh, county that he's talking about, Columbia is part of that county, and Columbia has a resident of 100-something thousand people with a median income of well over 70,000, and it's a gorgeous so, area. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's obviously some very nice uh, suburbs in that in the district, So we're being attacked right? also. So our people are under attack too. 
Baltimore's got yeah, Baltimore's got its problems like every other city. But uh infested. I hate I hate him when he uses that word. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he's you know what he's thinking. Yeah. But uh now everybody I mean, LA, Yeah. People people Except are not gonna vote. Hey Brandon, what happened to the pirates? Yeah, uh this is this is a, a real you know, typically stinker period for the Pirates. Um, it happens a lot in the, the, the dead of the summer. Uh, I remember when they, they lost that game to Atlanta because of a blown call by Jerry Meals, and then they proceeded to lose, like, you know, 20 out of 25 games or 20 out of 22. It's just a, it, they're in a, this horrid streak where um, it seems like they hit. The game, they, they felt they just collapsed. They, they were playing fairly well. They got good pitching yesterday, yeah. Trevor Williams pitched really well, but he gave up two yeah. home runs, and that was all she wrote. Now, once they get behind, they can't come back. They just have that I, nature that yeah. just can't come back. Who, who was? I mean, uh, I mean, it was a, it, that game actually was a pleasure to see yesterday. I loved it. Yeah. I wish I could see more games like that. Who was pitching for the Mets? Steven Matz, his first career complete game. Yep. Oh, really? That's nice. Oh, yeah. Stephen Matz. He found nice the right Jewish team. Boy. Hey, how would you like to see a game between the New York Yankees right now and the Pittsburgh Pirates? That'd be <laughs> worth paying for. Yeah, I, I'd put my money on the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> don't bet They're on gonna, the Pirates. Uh, the Yankees, the, the, I, I, I will be shocked if the Yankees don't land a top-notch starting pitcher in the next couple of days. They so Frank, desperately who's it need it. Be? If it's even it, it's at least going to be someone like Marcus Stroman. Yeah, that's what they're talking about. That's all I read about is Stroman. What What about that guy for the Mets, uh, Zach Wheeler? I heard they were going to trade him. Uh, possible. They did. They, 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 for the, the, but no, they fork over the good prospects. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, there's some idiot Mets fans that don't think they should trade with the Yankees. I welcome any trade with the Yankees. The Yankees got the prospects. I want yeah. prospects. I want good players, not trash and cash. Yeah. Temporary things. Yeah, so what the Yankees win? So what? Who cares? Yeah. I want good prospects. I want to win. I yeah. want the players that are going to turn the Mets around. I don't care about this frigging grudge with the Yankees. But I will tell you one thing: this Alonzo guy is really smoking it. Yeah, he's had a great year. Is that gonna? Is that a rookie home run record for the Mets? Oh, smashed the rookie home run record. Yeah. Here's another. The uh, previous record was 25, held by uh, Dallas Strawberry. You know who has the longest home run hit this year in Major League Baseball? Is it Alonzo? No, Ian Desmond. Oh, Colorado well, Rockies. come on. Ian Desmond. <laughs> and I watched him yeah. play the other day. He hit a home run, ready for this, to center field with one arm. But Ian Desmond's home run, that's the longest home run? Yep. Was in altitude. Oh, I don't know, in Colorado. He could still be flying. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta account for ten percent extra length. 
Yeah. Now, remember, this was a couple of weeks ago he held the record. That may have been broken by now. But it was, uh, he held the record. I couldn't believe it. And then when I saw him play, he used to play for Washington. And I saw him play that day. He missed the pitch totally. Totally, he was. And he swung and he hit it essentially with one hand on the bat and one hand coming off the bat and went over the center field wall. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, well, like I said, I only had five. Hey, Brandon, I got a question. I only had five. Yeah. I got a question. I only had five to ten minutes, so I guess Even I'll see you guys next week. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was short and sweet, but uh, don't give up on the Mets, Frank. They're they're only six games or seven games out of the wild card. Don't give up. They got they, they got to focus on this next year and get a prospect for Zach Wheeler and Jason Vargas and Todd Frazier. That's the oh, that's the Mets thing. Don't think about trading Syndergaard. That would be stupid. Don't trade well, Aaron not, Diaz. That would be stupid. But that's not too bad. That's not too bad to bring bring this team back. I mean, there were teams in a lot worse shape than that. Look at the Orioles. Well, the Mets, the Mets got it. The Mets have a bad manager, a really bad manager. Who might be the worst manager in baseball? Yeah, and they're not going to get rid of him until the end of the year, at least. Yeah, the bullpen is was a was a mess all season. Destroyed them. They blew twenty games this year after the seventh inning. Yeah, you know he's got a pretty good ball club. But I worry about the bullpen of the Washington Nationals. I get a chance to see them both play here in the Baltimore area, so I can just flip one channel and Washington's playing, and then flip another channel and Baltimore's on. Washington's got a hell of a good ball club, even without their uh, price. Oh yeah, Stan. At the end of I think what was it? The beginning of June, end of May. Yeah, it was at the end of May. The Mets played the uh, Nationals at yeah. City Field. Yeah. In that series. It would be the Mets would take the lead, the, the Nationals take the lead. The Mets would take the lead, the Nationals would take the lead. The Mets, it was like a four-game series where every day both bullpens couldn't hold leads. Couldn't hold the leads, right. That yeah, it was, both teams couldn't hold the leads. Mets ended up uh, sweeping the series. Right. I remember because that. basically the, game was at, the games were at City Field, and they bat at last. And it was like – it was like – both bullpens allowed, allowed like, uh, had ERAs in that series over 10. Yeah, one team would take, like, a two-run lead going into the ninth inning, and then they couldn't hold it. They yeah. bring in Felix Rodney, whatever his name is, and uh, he blew it. Fernando. It's like yeah. this guy for the Yankees, Chapman, when he comes in. He never does a one, two, three inning. It's always his hangers on when they go to the bullpen. All right, I'll see you guys next week. Okay, Frank. All right, Frank. Good luck with your activities. Get everything done. Okay. Well, that was the great Frank Frank Fleming from Sports Encyclopedia. Check out his site. Uh, Just to remind everybody, this show is brought to you by Chabner Law, serving Southern California's transactional legal needs, business transactions, negotiations, uh, regulatory compliance. Uh, and by Chabdog Sports Blog for your head of your sports headlines. That's at chabdog.com. And you can also find my post at defylife.com. It's actually go defylife.com. Uh, so, Stan, uh, you had some, you had a question? Well, I, I was talking to my cousin Stephen Tabalowski the other day. On, he and I yeah. communicate, and he wanted to know, and I, I didn't have the answer, if the humidity has anything to do with the with the curveball 
or uh, any kind of a pitch? Does humidity have anything to do with the baseball? And I couldn't answer the question because I don't know. Would the humidity make the curveball break differently, differently or more? And I, I don't know the answer to it. I, I have no idea. You caught me by surprise. Uh, I just well, threw it back. But here's a good one for you, uh, uh, Brandon. The CBS just came up with the top players in the NFL as selected by the players. Can you name me who they named as the first, the top NFL player for 2019, according to the players? Or at least one of the two. I shouldn't say according to the players. There are all kinds of charts going on. I picked and choose one. This may have been the one from CBS. But uh, Pete Prisco, that's what it is. Pete Prisco came up with his own top 100. Who is number one? Uh, well, on offense or defense? or I'll give or you a hint. Both. Let me give you a hint. The first six guys named, three of them are offense and three of them are defense. The number one guy is defensive. Now, you got to understand something. I don't know the answer myself. I just wrote it down from the page. Huh. It's, it's a defensive guy. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give another hint. Once you, once you uh, expand a little bit, I will tell you his number is 99. Oh. Well, that is a hint that seems to be indicating it's a lineman. Yes. Uh this guy, I would an say, absolute. What about it's that guy that uh, isn't it that guy that got traded to the Raiders who is really good? Um, or, or no, it was, yeah, it, no, maybe it's the the guy that was traded to the Bears from the Raiders who is really good. Um, Talking about Colleen Mack. Yeah, that guy. He was number. He was number five on the list. Oh, okay. Well, I made the top five. But so it's a different lineman. That's right. Different. This guy's an absolute terror. I believe he oh. was picked defensive player of the year last year. Maybe wrong. Oh, man. This is a good defensive. one. Three offensive players and three defensive players. Well, let's put it this way. I mean, Mark it's was, not that guy on. It's not that guy on the. the it's not JJ Watt, is it? Oh no, JJ Watt he's was not, number ten. Yeah, it wasn't quite. He's not quite high enough, but he's he's damn good. Uh, um, just, Absolutely, I've seen this guy play. You can't have two guys block this guy. It's almost impossible. Know. He's yeah. with the Rams. Uh, who is? Oh, uh, oh, Donald. Aaron Donald was selected Donald. number one. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. I, he I must... is pretty much on. That, that's now, a pretty. That's understand. a pretty good choice. What about the highest offensive player? Is that the Tom Brady? player was Kansas City. Oh, Mahomes. Right. Mahomes is number two. Now, number three surprised me. Surprised the hell out of me. And I don't understand why in recent years this guy is rated as high. Now, he's won a Super Bowl. He's won one Super Bowl as a quarterback. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it Drew Brees? No, Drew Brees was number, he ran the number. Drew Brees actually was, was number 19 or 20. 
No, 19. Number three was Aaron Rodgers. And that surprised uh, that surprised me. Four and yeah. five. Four and five are defensive players. You've already mentioned one of them already. Khalil Mack was number five. And the guy from Denver, Vaughn Miller, was number four. Oh yeah, Vaughn Miller. Mm-hmm. Six was yeah. Tom Brady. High high was, impact player. Yeah. 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 That's the that's the number. And I looked at about five different uh they're all coming out with, with these pre uh, Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame, all uh, you know, best player in the league. Everybody's coming up with them now. Sports Illustrated came out this week with the records, the proposed records for every team for the year. And I'm sorry to say that, but they picked Baltimore to end up in last place, but that's possible. But uh, I'm, I always look at these. I love to look at these charts and how they do it. I just can't understand why Rogers continues with one Super Bowl in third position, and Tom Brady is number six. I can't, I can't, a, I can't. Tom Brady, yeah, Tom Brady shouldn't be number six. I, I, I just, doesn't make, that doesn't, still doesn't make a lot of sense, but. Um, doesn't make sense. You know, he's old. No, he's getting old, but what about Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger, I didn't even, I didn't know something, I never even saw Roethlisberger's name. He's not I'm even on the right. list? I'm looking at the top 100 as fast as I can. Oh, incidentally, my brother, uh, you know, had the, the cancer, the bladder cancer, also yeah. had a stroke tonight. Oh. Suffered a stroke, so he's having a rough he, go right now. I don't, um, I don't see Ben Roethlisberger. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I don't see Ben Roethlisberger here at all. He's not I even may, in the, he's not in the top 100? No, <laughs> I, I may... I'm not sure I have it all, but I don't see him in the, certainly not in the top 12. Yeah, the rest of the 12 was Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Number nine was Bobby Wagner. Number 10 was J.J. Watt. Number 10 was Shaquan Barkley. And number 12 was Odell Beckham, Jr. I, I, I don't have the, I don't really have the complete list, so I don't want to say. Well, you know, uh, it, it is. That that is somewhat of a popularity contest. Sure. Yeah, who, sure. who the players like them among themselves, and Ben Roethlisberger is not. I think he's generally important. not not the most highly loved guy uh, because of his personality, and, yeah. and just I've heard some things about not you know I I think that a lot of the guys on the Steelers love him, but um, yeah. I, I've also heard some some things that are negative, and so. Um, but he wins. That's, that's, but he's—I mean, if you're just being objective, uh, how many guys are more valuable than he is? I don't I've think. I've never seen. Many. I saw him play many times here in Baltimore. I've seen him take the most vicious hit I've ever seen a quarterback takes. I forget who it was yeah. for the Ravens. Hit him square. With you could hear the thump all the way in the stadium. Down goes Roethlisberger. I said to Donna when I was watching the game, "He's dead." And he popped right up. Popped right up. Yeah. I've never I mean, seen him knocked out. It was know? like a truck hitting a, another truck. That's how hard it was. You could hear it all through the stadium. Everybody oohed and nod. The guy pops back up. You can't get yeah. him down to the... You can't get him down. You got three guys wrapped around his legs. He'll still be standing. And I've seen him get 
go back into games after big hits. Yeah. Uh, he's extremely tough, uh, you know. And so, how can you discount a quarterback like that? And let me yeah, let me he, just yeah. let me give you the rest of the top twenty that they had here, and that'll be it. Okay. And, uh, Luke Keekley was number thirteen, who's terrific. Yeah. Fourteen yeah, for was the Mike, Panthers. Michael Thomas. Fifteen was Antonio Brown. Sixteen was Ezekiel Elliott. Seventeen was Calais Campbell. Eighteen was Fletcher Cox. Nineteen was Drew Brees. And number ten was Andrew Luck. Number twenty. Number twenty, Andrew Luck. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. At least in the top twenty, I know that Ben Roethlisberger wasn't in that list. But again, you're absolutely correct when you say that it's a popularity contest. If they don't like people, they're not going to vote for him. No, no, he's he's got some serious feuds with some players, and um, he said I, I think actually he's, he has a lot of say in the way that team goes. Yeah, they want to keep him happy. He's he's apparently going to uh, be playing through 2021 now. So yeah. the Steelers are yeah. happy about that. Um, you know, I, mean, I, I I would keep him there just on longevity. I mean, the guy who takes brutal, you know, you hit him with a brick and he's up, he's back in the in the game. Uh, yeah. Things that would knock most people out. You know, he's you know. He's and still he got stands, a great arm. He's still got one of those. And he takes the shot. He can't move that much. He takes the shot, and he can still get the ball away. Yeah. Yeah, he's he he's the best quarterback at buying time in the pocket. He doesn't he yeah. doesn't scramble a ton because you know, he's not fast, but he knows how to buy time in the pocket. He can't it's hard to bring him down and he's got this this cannon. So, um it makes for a great drop-back passer. Well, Frank is going to have a rough year this year, I think, because according to Sports Illustrated, the, the, the uh, New England Patriots are favored, again, to win, to represent the AFC in the uh, in the uh, playoffs, etc. And the, the Patriots were picked, not by them, but by somebody with the easiest schedule of any team in the NFL. Oh yeah, I just went through that with Mark last week. After yeah. the, in the second hour, the the Patriots have very little on their schedule to worry about. We we yeah. talked about it. You know, there's. I think they have. And, and by the way, I think we have. Uh, is that Eric? Are you on? Hey, Chad. Hey, we got Stan on. Good morning. Uh, Frank had to Frank had to sign off. He had too much laundry today. Yeah, I, I was uh, I was listening. Oh, there was he's signing, I, that's what I was wondering. He's signing off because of laundry, huh? Okay. He's got his priorities <laughs> straight. He's be on the chat dog. Yeah. Sure we got to talk sports and bets and how horrible his season is going. Hello, Stan. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And I was listening to you at that discussion there, and it, that really is a pop. There must be like an Instagram popularity contest because you know, I mean. I don't love the guy, but I do respect the guy. Tom Brady should be number one on that list. There's no question. Come on. He's most I mean, valuable, the best player in the league. It's not, yeah, does he have the best skills? Does he have the, is he the fastest? Can he throw the ball the furthest? Not anymore. But does he win? When he, is he clutch? Yes. 
based on the that problem alone, with the Patriots one. is that they win so much that people tend to hate them. And I think they yes. lose out on the fact that the Patriots aren't the ones who pick the schedule. The Patriots are not nope. the ones who put the Jets, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills in their division. You play what's Correct. in your division, and that's it. They can't help it if these mm-hmm. teams are weak. They have to have a good team, mm-hmm. a great staff, and a great quarterback, and some terrific personnel. So even if you you can't hate them, you may not like them, but you have to respect what they do. And I do. Precisely. I've, I've seen him yeah. play many times. Yeah, I don't times. like him either, but I'm sure I, I respect him and Belichick. I mean, I, I, I dislike them both with a passion, but scoreboard. Yeah. Respect. I think the term that people use is hate this and I hate that. I think it's a little strong. I think you have to stand back and say, wow. I mean, these guys are something. I mean, they don't pick these schedules. I mean, right now I'm mm-hmm. looking at the, the prospective pers- uh, Sports Illustrated pick. 2019, and they have my beloved Ravens as five and eleven this year. Ah, nice. oh, I think they'll do. What do you think? Is, is that accurate? I, I think the Ravens that, might do a little bit better than that. But, but uh, I would think it would be better than that. Last year, I think they were closer to 500, maybe above 500, maybe nine and seven. But five and eleven. Yes. Is a, yeah, they made they made the playoffs last year. They made the playoffs. I know they made the playoffs. But see, everybody's picking that the Steelers to win the division and the Browns to be the real hot shot team of the, of the 2019 because they made so many deals, they got so many new yeah. players, talent. That mm-hmm. this, they get apparently a coach that even people in Cleveland like. But uh, yeah, but there, there's there's Kool Aid in the water system in Cleveland. They're not. I, the Cleveland could go five is in danger of doing five and eleven. Yeah. Why? Because they're Cleveland. That's because that's what normally happens. Is everyone forgetting their history now? Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, before I went to Cleveland. I had this negative opinion of Cleveland, and when I went to Cleveland and spent some time in Cleveland, I actually liked it very much, except for the winter time when that damn uh, thing comes over the from the lake, the lake effect, and you get buried. You they yes. love buried, but I like the city a lot. I like the people there. I like the restaurants. Mm-hmm. I like the uh, you know, lots of things to see in Cleveland, and uh, yes. I was I really I had this negative opinion before I got there. And after I was there, I said, "I don't understand this. I really liked it here." And Pittsburgh. How does it? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Go ahead. Pittsburgh. I didn't realize it is a very very small city. I didn't realize it yes. was that small. It's not yeah, and they've got a lot of smart people there. You know, I, I went, I was there last in twenty, either twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen, and uh, doing some consulting work at the Cleveland Clinic. And uh, there, there are a lot of smart people, a lot of cons- a lot of brain. You know, maybe the, the, a lot of the industry is gone, but it's been replaced by by high mental capacity industries. There's a beautiful the downtown. There's you know, beautiful uh, architecture from from previous decades. Is what's left. The, the people. The bars and the restaurants are fantastic. And, you know, other than the, uh, you know, the the winter, yeah, I've got only good things to say about Cleveland, so I'm not going to bang on I'm glad you brought that up. They're not yeah, deserving I went on of, a, of uh, I went on a baseball tour with my oh. father-in-law, and it, at that point okay. I got a chance to meet uh, Bob Feller, who was a guest at one of the functions that we went to. And I spent, you know, mm-hmm. five, ten minutes talking to Bob Feller, which was, to me, a great honor. And uh, And the people there were just... In Cleveland, it was a it was a trip that we made to ballparks that were not going to be around much longer, and uh, the people uh, yes. 
Pittsburgh and Cleveland gave us towels, they gave us sheets, they gave us food, they gave us everything. And the odd thing is, when we went to one other city, what's the city? I'm trying to think of another city where we went to on a trip. And we were expecting to be treated well, and the only thing they gave us there was a one slice of pizza. I don't remember what city it was, but it wasn't particularly wonderful. But I loved Cleveland, and I would go back in a shot in a, in a heartbeat because I haven't been there. You've been there lately. I haven't. I haven't seen some of the things that you're talking about, but I would like to go back and mm-hmm. see it. Isn't that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland? Yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there, too. And that's another thing. When and, I was there, uh, wasn't that's it? a great attraction. Yeah, that's another one. Well, anyhow, so that's, that's the big buzz in, in, uh, in, in Cleveland on the sports thing. And I went to the... Hey, um, Chavdok, can you, can you find uh, Fun Times in Cleveland in the collection there? Oh, uh, the, the promo you did with where you're saying Hot Times in Cleveland again... Fun times, yeah. See, just, just type in, just type in fun and see if it shows up on the list there. It might be apropos oh. to play. <laughs> okay. Uh, they mentioned some of the, uh, the sites there. It was, yeah. I remember that was a good promo. I just don't know if it's what it's titled, fun. Well, if you just type in fun, it should be. Cause there's, there's two. We've got two versions in the library there. We've got the one where I did for the uh, when the Cavaliers were playing, and then there's the actual full version of it. But uh, but I agree with you, Stan. Uh, Cleveland is it, it, it gets a reputation it does not deserve at all. Uh, and the yeah, lake hasn't I, burned for 40 years. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> I was I was told don't don't you know don't go to Cleveland. It's just not the place you want to go. And yet when I talk to people from Cleveland, it's like I'm from. I come from Portland, Maine. I never thought much about Portland, okay. Maine. And every time I go somewhere and people say, where are you from? And I tell them from Portland, Maine. Everybody says to me, oh, we love it there. And it's really, it hits me strange because I didn't love it when I was there. And you know, everybody, we fly up every so often to go to Portland and the plane is jammed. When I flew up the first time, I figured, she was, I'll be the only person on this flight. And yet the plane mm-hmm. was jammed. Everybody was going to Portland or parts near Portland, and all the people saying how they love it and all this stuff. Perception is one thing. I don't know. People seem to like it. That's fine with me. Hmm. Fine with me. Yeah. Portland, and, Maine. Wow. I mean, you're right up there nice on the, uh, ballpark, the border off, there. Red's off a uh-huh. nice little ballpark, and you can get your lobster roll. You can get all that good stuff up there. And uh, uh, people talk funny, but once you learn how the language is, you're, you're okay. And it's easy to get around. It's very small. Everything is accessible. Oh. And we have baseball. So that's here. why you sound. That's why you sound the way you do, Stan. Okay, okay. I get it now. I can't help myself. <laughs> but they have a great little ballpark there where the Red Sox, all the Red Sox, Mookie Betts, and all these guys come to and Ben Attendee and all these people usually make a stop in Portland at the Sea Dogs, and then they move up to mm-hmm. the next But they don't stay very long in Portland. But it's interesting because if you go to the Portland Park, you'll see all their pictures on the wall, and they're very proud of the people from the Red Sox who come through there. And they should be. It's a nice little park. It should be. You know, 6,000 mm-hmm. people, I, I think, something like that. Oh. Very cozy, Man, very beautiful. nice. You know, the ball gets out mm-hmm. very quickly. So, mm-hmm. anyhow. That's my statement, and I'm sticking with it. Gorgeous. 
You know, yeah, I missed the game I, yesterday, but somehow uh, the Baltimore uh, Orioles beat the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. And, uh, I know. I'm, I'm stupefied that, that the Angels can sweep the Dodgers in two, three-game series this year, and yet they can't beat the Orioles. What yeah. a shame. Yeah, that, the Angels are a weird team. They, they're they one of those teams that can beat good teams and lose to bad teams. And I think it's, it's mm-hmm. basically their pit, their pitching is weak. And so they can't they can't yeah, shut teams down generally. But if I yeah, gave right. you the if I gave you the took the newspaper out and I gave you the starting lineup for the L.A. Angels and I left out the name Mike Trout, you probably would not recognize which team I was uh, talking about. I did. This well, they got a, they got pool holes too, right? They got pool holes at first base, and yeah. you mm-hmm. name the rest of them. Go up to the uh, lineup. I, yeah, Cole Calhoun. I don't know. He's a he. Cole Calhoun. Uh, but yeah, I can't name it. Hardly anybody else. I went through the entire. Is Shohei Otani playing? Uh, yeah, Otani. Otani. Yeah. That's on it. A, After that, I, I can't name anybody. On occasion, I went through the lineup. I went mm-hmm. through several teams. I just picked the newspaper up. I went through several teams, wrote down the lineup, and I said to some friends of mine, "Which team is this?" And they couldn't tell me. Including the Baltimore Orioles, incidentally. Well, wow. Orioles, you, can, you well, can't tell who this team is. I mean, the Orioles right now mm-hmm. are made up of has-beens, never was people that they took off the uh, the uh, everybody else left them for dead. Yeah, but they're they, hitting home runs. They're hitting home some runs. Some of these guys are good. Some of these guys I've never heard of. Mancini. You know, you Mancini's got a, guy, a good player. Hansel Alberto. Who ever thought of that? Uh, they got some good guys, Steve Wilkerson. They got some young talent, but more importantly, the Orioles have signed up some of the best young talent. In the next five years, you're going to see that team explode. They're going to explode, and it's going to shock a yeah. lot of people. They're they're infested with talent. Yeah, it would certainly shock me. <laughs> <laughs> got this guy Adley Rushman. That they were Hello, the Mark. One, number one picker. Hello, Jab Dog. <laughs> but the Red Sox are flaming, hey. burning hot. Yeah. Hey, Stan, how you doing? Doing fine. I was watching the Red Sox beat the hell out of the Yankees the other day. Just clubbed them to oh, death. Oh, did they? Clubbed them to death. <laughs> Is that why Frank didn't call in this week? And yeah, he called in. Remember, he knocked hey, out after 10 minutes. Who are the uh, Yankees <laughs> facing? Sale. Sale. Yep. Yeah. Tail the for thin the man. Good luck. Good luck. The scarecrow. Hey, <laughs> so this Red Sox team from top top to bottom. Well, you know the interesting thing about the Red Sox team? They got catchers who can actually throw out runners. And yes, hit. both catchers can throw and hit. Yep. And they're great defensively. And you do not <laughs> run on these. You do not run on these guys. I saw it the other day. I think it was Vasquez. Cut the guy down, nothing. I mean, you don't see that. And he had Tommy John surgery. Yeah, but these catchers now. to be better. The catchers in the major leagues usually are converted or this and that, and they're not really that adept at throwing or keeping runners, you know, tight to first base. But these guys on the Red Sox know how to throw runners out. I'll tell you, they got to rip both of them. 
And yeah, that's why they power. kept them both. And they uh, traded Swihart. <clears throat> it's very unusual, though, to have two catchers of that caliber on one team. Yeah, they kind of backed into Sandy Leone, but they drafted Vasquez. Yeah. Well, they got they, they got, got Leone off of waivers. They got lucky with him. He was not a hitter when they got him. And all of a sudden, he started hitting a little bit. But Vasquez had home runs last year. He's already got like 15 or something this year. Yeah. I'm just impressed with And that. Xander Bogarts. What about him well, he's, going on to the next level? Well, I don't understand how he he wasn't selected. Was he selected for the All-Star team this year? No. How is that possible? And people go for the glove, you know, at shortstop a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> and plus he's been having, uh, since the All-Star break, he's hit, I think, seven more home runs. So. Uh, also, uh, remember Frank said Raphael Devers was a real big disappointment? He's oh, got yeah. 23 yeah, right. homers and 80 RBIs already. Yeah, he's hitting he's, like 315. He's devastating. Yeah. He is. Yeah, what is he, 30, 20 years? 30 RBIs in one month. He's like 25 or 23, young. Yeah. Yeah, you see, he's had the most RBIs since David Ortiz in one month. He's got 32 this month. David Ortiz put, did 35 in one month. Youngest player ever with 30 RBIs since Ted Williams. So anytime you get compared to Ted Williams, it's a good thing, unless we're talking about they froze your head like Ted Williams, you know? Hey, what, uh, what's the story now with David Ortiz? <laughs> what's going on with Ortiz? He got released from the hospital, finally. Yeah. Did they ever solve what the hell happened? <laughs> well, they're still saying oh. it was this accidental shooting or something. I think they're still yeah, holding to that. You'll never see him go back to the Dominican Republic, though. That apparently is a dangerous place. they want him dead there. Well, it's yeah, a dangerous place, yeah, when you're wearing like a million dollars in jewelry and, you know, oh, yeah. banging drug lords' wives. Yeah. Probably not a good thing. Hey, Eric. <laughs> Eric was on. He dropped off. I don't know what happened to him. He'll, he did? He'll call back. Oh, though. man. Okay. I know. I, I don't know so, what happened. Eric, call back in right now. Call back in, Eric. Hey, so... <clears throat> Dan, yeah, he just got released yesterday after 50 days in the hospital. Okay. I think, Apparently I think had, he had like five surgeries or something. So since he came back from the Dominican Republic, he had more surgeries in Boston. Yeah. So it's a lot more serious than, than I think people originally thought. Well, I think they were worried about him getting infections and stuff, so they, they might have redid some of the work or checked the work that was done. Well, you know, lots of bad things can happen in the hospital as far as infections go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's the dangerous part of visiting a third-world country. All these people think, oh, it's great. Let's go to Guatemala. Oh, really? Don't get sick there. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. you go somewhere like that, you're going to end up in the hospital. Oh, you know, well, they the got third-world yeah, doctors. They got them out of there. They did we the right boys? thing. And they... What do we got? Did the Red Sox go in and after him and bring him out? Uh, yeah, they yeah. sent down a medical plane, actually, to bring him back. Okay. 
And with, uh, like, six, you know, probably Navy, ex-Navy SEALs. <laughs> yeah. They weren't messing around. Well, he's not going back there anymore. I don't think so, no. I don't think so. Oh, boy. So, uh, Frank, what did Frank say? Did the Yankees win any games this weekend in Boston, or...? I didn't notice. Uh, he he went off on the Red Sox once we mentioned it. He just started screaming and ranting about how you don't deserve another championship and it can't happen. <laughs> it can't happen. <laughs> do you know Do you know who the Red Sox are playing this weekend? Uh, what, well, of course, coming up, finishing up. Well, next Tonight weekend they're finishing mean, with the Yankees next weekend. Uh, don't yeah. they have Tampa Bay and the Yankees again or something? Yeah, they're going to be in New York, and they got to play four games in three days. They went all four. That's a good way to make it. Did Eric hang up because he's a Yankees fan and he didn't want to hear me gloat? He could have. You know, I don't know. He knew he it was coming, taking, right? He could be taking cues from it. Frank. Yeah, yeah, he's probably wearing his Yankees hat right now, just relishing the fact that they're still in first place with that pathetic starting rotation. So so by the time I oh. by the time I get to Nantucket, the Red Sox could be in first place. <laughs> yeah, or they're gonna be like so close, you know what I mean, that it's not even gonna matter. But stay out of the water because there's sharks down there. Yeah. Well, uh, we you know we got a lot to, to look forward to in August, I think. Yeah. Well, we just went past Tampa Bay for the second wild card spot. And, uh, you know, things are looking up. I mean, the lineup is back together. Moreland came back. So as soon as they throw a righty on the mound, he'll probably play tonight. He's ripping the ball. And, uh, you know, things are looking good. What happened with this? I uh, think they're only getting better. Hey, Mark, what happened with that controversy they had with, uh, with Kevin Cash in Tampa Bay? about batting out of order or, or something going on that they had, they were going to have a protest and the Red Sox decided not to protest the game. What the hell happened there? Yeah, well, Kevin Cash, uh, I believe, was only a minor league manager for one year. Yeah. And so I don't know who exactly his bench coach is, but your bench coach basically is supposed to make sure that you bat in order which is Little League stuff, you know what I mean? <clears throat> but evidently, the umpires didn't catch it. And uh, but the Red wild. Sox bench coach, yeah, because the Red Sox bench coach caught it, and Cora should go wild. I mean, like, what are we talking about, you know? You got to bat in order. Yeah, but they dropped the, the protest, so there must have been something uh, – you know, something not totally... Well, because they don't want to have to replay the game. You know what I mean? They want to replay the whole game. Usually protests don't go anywhere anyhow. They don't, really. I mean, you know, they sometimes... Unless it's egregious. Sometimes when there's a protest, they'll come out like two days later and say, well, the umpire screwed this one up. But that's generally it. Uh, But it's usually protests don't go anywhere. Right, they'll well, say the umpire should have did this, and this is what happened. Yeah, it's, but I can I tell you, know, but, watching yeah. these three last games from a Red Sox point of view, they've been pretty fun to watch. I well, don't know. You, 
It might be boring for Yankee Town. Hey, Mac, you don't have to get past the first inning, for God's sakes. I know. We just keep launching home runs in the first inning. It's beautiful. I mean, gee whiz. He's starting pitches yeah. for the Yankees to just laying them right in there. Yeah, there's just there's no movement on the pitches. It's just CC Sabathia looks ready for the retirement home, man. Well, he's, he's, that's it. Oh yeah, I think he, I think they could use him like out of the bullpen for like, you know, one to two guys. He could crank it up a little bit, but I don't think he's a starter anymore. No, he's done. Besides, they <clears> his velocity is way down. They can't find yeah, the uniform for him. Yeah, <laughs> and that's his fault because he did. He, Always a big guy. He's six seven, anyways. He's a tall yeah. guy, but he was always overweight. But it's just, you know, that's what happens, you know, to an overweight you know, athlete. They well, look, like the look what happened in Baltimore. Michael Pierce, our defensive tackle for the Ravens, came in at three hundred ninety pounds for uh, training camp, and they immediately took right. him off the field and says he's too heavy. You got to lose this weight. Now my point is. You're a professional athlete. You know you're going to have to play in very difficult conditions. Why would you let your weight go up 40 pounds over the over the? Uh, well, because he's got an eating disorder. That's why well, he was a first round pick by Buffalo, right, Mike Williams? This he's is Mike a giant Pierce. Man. This is Mike. Oh, Mike Pierce. Pierce. I'm sorry, Mike Pierce. So what right. is he a rookie? No, this is like in his third year. And he was he's got to have some kind of eating. He came in way overweight, right? Way over something like forty pounds overweight. Well, how did they not catch that before camp? You know, at mini oh. camp they didn't say, "Hey, you're way over." Yeah, as soon as he came out for the first day of practice, they pulled him off the field. Yeah, because this is a safety issue. He could yeah. have a stroke. I can't understand why anybody would allow themselves, knowing full well that they got to go to camp the next week, allow themselves to go thirty, forty pounds overweight. I hey, food tastes good. It happens, though. <laughs> it happens in New England. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what happens is the first day of camp, they do a uh, conditioning run. Right. All right? And uh, everybody's different. Like the quarterbacks go with, like, you know, the quarterbacks. Then kickers go together or something. Then the running backs go. Then the wide receivers go. They all have to do it in a different time. Then the linemen go, the linebackers. Right. But if you don't pass that conditioning run, you can't practice until you pass it. Right. So, and if Belichick doesn't even think that you got a shot at passing it, like within a few days, he releases the guy. Yeah. You don't need it. Because it shows the rest of the team, hey, you're not serious about this? What are we doing here? We're not going to waste that time. So what I mean, uh, Jenny Craig, you know what I mean? You're going to come into camp ready to... What happens when they retire? Oh, my God. Unfortunately, a lot of these linemen, when they retire, they got bad knees. And you know if you got bad knees or bad hips, you can't exercise unless you're in the pool. And then, they, you know, they used to eat in a certain way, and then ba-boom. Yeah. Well, you know it. They're well over four. These are guys that were three hundred pounds, easily going to four hundred. Right. You know, no problem, and they can carry it because a lot of them are six five, six six. Sure. But and they just they keep eating. That's what. Yeah, because you know they're not. They're used to overeating to play football. Yeah. But they once you're not it. playing football, 
Yeah. Right. It's once you're not burning all those calories playing football and you're just sitting around but you're still eating. It's like Chab Dog, if you stop going to the gym but you kept eating the same way you were eating, you're gonna put yeah. on weight. Oh, definitely. You know? I I yeah. got, so I got guys, a, a need to eat a certain amount, you know, and it's you, you it's hard to stop that. Right. You're used to eating a certain amount and to cut back is hard to do. And if you're gonna cut back on your exercise, you gotta cut back on your calories. It's just I noticed when they have these these Hall of Fame things in football, some of the guys come back yeah. to Hall of Fame Day, whatever it is, when they get a, a new yeah. guy in, and some of these guys can't get their jackets on. No, I know. It's bad. <laughs> Those buttons are bouncing off the side of the wall and off the ceiling and everything. You it's, know, it's, you know who really, you know who's blimped out. I've noticed on TV is uh, Pedro Martinez. Have you oh, seen yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, but he's a little. He's so little. Yeah, he got a little big. He he's, he's a little a, guy though. He's he's got a double chin now and uh a gut. I'm, I'm take probably not he likes much. his rice and beans. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't yeah. take much. Well, he's getting good money for doing that and he can uh, he can yeah. afford it. Hey, uh, Mark, I got a I don't know if you heard this. I gave uh, earlier in yeah. the show, I gave the top 10 players picked by I think it was CBS Persigo. Pete Persigo picked the f- top 100 players in the NFL. And I got the idea yeah. of 10. Did you hear that? No, I didn't get to. Hey. No, it's coming in. Give me the, the first six. Three are offense and three are defense. The number one guy that they picked is a defensive player. And I'll tell you his number, 99. J.J. Watt. Aaron Donald. Oh, Aaron Donald. Yeah, he's really good, but I don't think he's the best player in the league. Yeah, that. well, again, it, it, I don't know if it's a popularity thing. I don't know if this guy, how he picked him, but he picked Aaron Donald, number one. Number two, he picked Pat Mahomes, number two. Picks a side and tries to rush the passer. Now, number he three, I don't understand at all. I don't understand this at all, and you have to explain this to me. Aaron Rodgers, number three. Number four, Vaughn huh. Miller. Number five, Khalil Mack, and number six, Tom Brady. That gives me the... good. I think he's a good player. Khalil Mack's definitely a good player. Why is... Who was the Rod... other guy before him? Von Miller, uh... Let's see. Pat Mahomes, there was Aaron Donald, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Von Miller, Khalil Mack, and Tom Brady. Oh, Von Miller. Yeah, Von no. Miller's excellent. Von Miller. He's an excellent player. Um. Okay, so everyone loves Pat Mahomes and all this crap, and I don't know. I just think he looks like a glass jaw. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers because he does those touch passes. He does those out of the. He comes out of the pocket. He makes those throws. He's on the Green Bay Packers. But what people don't understand is he broke his collarbone twice now, and that is not good for him. So you better have that insurance commercial locked up. How do you pick, how do you pick a guy number three who's won one Super Bowl? I don't know. I they're not going Mahomes. by that. They're going by Frank said they're going by fantasy. Yeah, so it's Mahomes like fantasy land or something. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't understand that. 
that that I don't understand. I you know I respect Aaron Rodgers and all that. I just don't think he belongs in that list. That's all. In the top six. No, I mean I think Ben Roethlisberger is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers, but a lot of people disagree with me. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I but Steve, Ben is not. He's not he's not popular enough with the players. People don't like him. You know that. And a lot of these things. Yeah, are but he's a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I've seen him make unbelievable comebacks. Unbelievable yeah. comebacks. Like the Steelers I mean, down thirty points of, and he brings them in back. In terms of heart, he's got he's got as much heart and guts as anybody, you know, out there. Tom Brady is of course number one, but I mean, if you're looking for people people you know, in in that same category, he's 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 up there. And I also Aaron love Philip Rivers as a quarterback. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's tough though. He played with a torn uh, knee ligament in the playoffs against the Patriots. He had to have surgery after the game. Um, that's what the quarterback has to do sometimes. They got to play hurt, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he's he's one of them guys that you want on your team because he's going to suit up and play. And, uh, yeah. and then you get guys that, you know, get a little AC joint sprain, like Jimmy Garoppolo, and the agent says he shouldn't play. And it looks like his agent was right, right? Because he got that huge contract in San Francisco, and then he got hurt. The big question is, so, will he continue to get hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, because the, his college coach, that was the big knock on him. The Patriots asked him, all right, you said he can do everything we want him to do on the field, but what is his biggest negative? They said staying on the field. That's it. They don't think right. he's going to hold up. Yeah, he's only 6'2". They said we don't think he's going to hold up in the NFL. Very small. Yeah, all these other quarterbacks are six five. Mahomes is another little one. And he's gonna run around someday and Juan Miller or JJ Watt or one of these guys is gonna line him up and that'll be it for Mr. Mahomes. Well we think there's we're worried about that's gonna to happen to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore because he's not very big. He's very elusive though. But it only takes yeah, one hit. It only takes yeah, one. Ben. Yeah, he's he's kind I of thin. I think he's more durable than Mahomes. He seems like more of a running back type. He's pretty solid. But that's pretty bad when your backup quarterback is Robert Griffin the third, and he broke his finger oh. the other day, so he's out. Uh, it sucks on his throwing hand. I I didn't say which hand. I don't know which one. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter. I never cared much for Robert. Griffin the third, anyhow. But uh, well, I thought I, he was awesome in college. Yeah, he had one of college. the best seasons I ever saw. I don't understand why the Ravens picked him as backup quarterback, though. But there's did. not that many good backups out there, to, especially if you want a veteran to come in and like pick up the offense, because they don't want to um, probably a rookie behind Lamar Jackson, right? And what happened to Joe Flacco again? You guys traded him? Well. Joe Flacco, uh, he was doing well. He he's got a great arm and all that kind of stuff. But I've never seen a slower man in my life behind the quarterback. And the fact of the matter is that he made some real bad. Anytime what they did with Joe Flacco, 
is the defense flushed him out to the right. And as soon as they get him running, he's very slow, and he throws very poorly on the run. And he yeah. would throw to the center of the field, or he throw the ball away, he'd be intercepted. And I just, you know, they paid him a lot of money, and he just, you know, wore down, and they said it's time for a change. And he's happy in Denver. So I hope he mm. does well. Well, I'm pretty sure he's going to do well in Denver because all they needed was a competent quarterback because they have a pretty good running game and they got a defense. So, Can you tell me why John Elway, as great as he was, could not pick a quarterback over the years? Well, he picked Brock Osweiler, right? He drafted him. and I mean, a lot of other people like Brock Osweiler, too. Um, yeah, it's very too. difficult to pick a quarterback, you know. It really is because you don't know what this guy's going to do when you give him all that money. Yep. Like, is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is football his life? Like, that's the first thing that Nick Casario and Bill Belichick do. They draft guys where football is their life, unless their talent is just off the charts, and it's like a third or fourth round pick. Then they'll take a shot on somebody with huge upside, even if they're, like, troubled off the field or maybe football is not their number one thing in their life, but they're really fucking good at it, you know? What did they they see, uh, Brock? What did the Patriots see in Julian Edelman when he came? He was a quarterback at Kent State. I don't remember. Yeah, so... All right, so he was pretty good at, at quarterback, too. He did a lot of running with the ball. And they noticed that he was very elusive. He had all these cuts, and he wasn't taking hits, and he was he was getting the first down. When he went to the combine, he did the the four cone drill, and he, and he did it the fastest out of anybody in the whole combine. So when the sixth round came around, I think it was the sixth round they took him. Uh, they took him anyways, and uh, they told him, we don't want you to play quarterback, though. We want to move you to receiver, and we want you to learn from Wes Welker. So they put him behind to shadow Wes Welker, and that's what he did. And that, no, he actually he actually did a, a very good job because in the second year, Wes Welker tore his knee, and Edelman had to fill in for him. And in the playoff game, we lost to Baltimore. A lot of people don't remember Edelman had two touchdowns in that game, yeah. Yeah. and nobody knew who he was. Yeah, that's right. Who is that guy? Who is number 11? Yeah, exactly. Who is this guy? I thought Wes Welker was gone. Who's this guy? Yeah. And that's history. You know, that's what they try to do. They try to get a backup for everybody. But you can't get a backup for Tom Brady. You know, there's only one of him. So what happens is some guy eventually some year, 10 years from now, is going to replace Brady at quarterback. It's going to be That's a going very, to be a very tough, tough one. It's going to be a tough shoes to fill because every time he throws the ball and it's not complete, somebody's going to say Brady would have hit it. And the poor oh, guy. Yeah. Is, he can't win. Because it. it's a can't win situation. It's like replacing, you know, Mickey like Mantle. Replacing the irreplaceable. Yeah. yeah. You can't. Michael Jordan, you know, the next point guard for the Bulls was not as good as Michael Jordan. (laughs) The next quarterback for the Patriots is not going to be as good as Tom Brady. Right. And 
you know, somebody's going to, it's going to have to be somebody someday. And, you know, as a fan, you can't say Tom Brady is the greatest of all time and then say, oh, but when he retires, we're going to be all right. We're not going to be all right when he retires. What are you talking about? I don't think think so. I have never seen um, one player, the only player I can compare to Tom Brady with the will to win was Ray Lewis. I never seen a defensive player make more of an impact on a game than Ray Lewis. And I've never seen a player like Tom Brady. The quarterback being the alpha male, like totally leading his team. The week of the Kansas City game, I knew we were going to win because it was a Thursday. He was banged up. He come in, he got his treatment. He said he was all better. Walking down the runway, he started screaming, I'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet. When Tom Brady's doing that, you're going to win. Yeah. I remember when Dallas Thomas was a backup to Ray Lewis, he left to go to the New England Patriots because he said he didn't want to play under uh, Ray Lewis's shadow. Yeah. Yeah, he was no Ray Lewis, let me tell you. And he got Belichick <laughs> by showing up late at some function or some game or something, and that was it. Yep, yep. He tried to come in. He bought all these Humble Pie T-shirts for all his teammates and everything. He tried to come in and uh, buy buy into the system and everything. And, uh, you know, he was a good fit at first, but uh, he had a couple good games. But he just, you know, they tried him. Instead of putting him at one spot, they were trying to use him as like a skeleton key, like he could open any lock. They were trying to put him outside, inside, put him at safety, put him here, put him there, defensive end. You know, instead of letting the guy learn the system, which is supposed to be very complicated for defensive players to learn from one position and then go from there. And Teddy Bruschi will tell you, it took him years to, to learn from going from outside or from defensive end to outside linebacker then to middle linebacker, he switched positions three times God. with the Patriots. Is Teddy Bruschi Hall of Fame? <clears throat> He's in the Patriots Hall of Fame. No, but is he in the NFL Hall of Fame? No. No. But oh. Bill Belichick said he was the most complete player he ever coached. I thought he was great. I thought he was just great. I Every think time he I saw him, was I saw he just had a stroke. Always around just, where the ball was. Always. He just had a stroke. No, he had a stroke before he retired. He came back after the stroke. Oh, I thought he had he another one. He didn't have another one, right? I think he did. When? I just heard about it. I hope not. I hope not. Look, I look didn't it hear up. about it. I think it was recent. I'm on the Patriots recent. thing. Yeah, I don't I know. Maybe it. I misheard it. I know he just ran the Boston Marathon in April. Wow. Oh. He's done it like six years in a row. I just thought he was that good to to be in the the NFL Hall of Fame. I I really thought he was one of the best. Number fifty four was one of the best. Yeah. And and he had one of the best names for a player around here. You know, we're gonna go get a Teddy Bruschi at the bar. You know. (laughs) And he was a good he was a good analyst too for a while. I saw him do some games. He was pretty good. 
Oh yeah, yeah. we, we, we got to go to a break, guys, because it's ten o'clock. All right. So uh, next week, guys. All right. All right, Bye, Sam. Have a good Bye, Stan. Stan Burr. We'll See be back in about. All right, Stan. Thanks for calling. We'll be. We got Eric back on. We'll be. We'll be uh, back for the second hour and or second part. Give my best, Eric. Hey there, sports fans. Chab Dog here. Super Bowl 51 is as big as it gets. Homeland Security classifying it as a Tier 1 national security event. Let's bring in uh, Eric, the well-read survey. Bill Sims is uh, going to do an interview later with with Bill Belichick, so I encourage everyone to listen in. Yeah, we're really focused on trying to play well and win this week in the AFC Championship game. That's really what it's about. But Bill, Bill Sims here. What about Lady Gaga on the halftime show? Will you be watching her behind? Uh, we'll be inside half Well, Bill, since I've been here in Houston, my tender has been filling up with new ladies. How about yours? Well, as you know, I'm not on Snapface and all that, so I don't really get those. Um, well, Bill, there's a lot of hot ladies to focus on here. But I'm really just worried about getting our team ready to go. Okay, Bill, but what are your thoughts about beating the Falcons? Special year because it's a special team and a special group in the way they've worked together, but there are always challenges that we have to overcome. Hey, there is Dan Quinn, the Falcons coach. Dan, Bill here called your team a code word for retards. What do you say about that? Number one deterrent and the number one opportunity we have to disrupt or prevent any of these issues is the public. Well, I'm not sure the public is very reliable, Dan. So far, HPD's made five petty theft arrests and arrested one man for public intoxication. They've busted 38 prostitutes from a dozen states, rescued four human trafficking victims, and made six counterfeiting arrests. Join us this Super Bowl Sunday morning with Frank Fleming, Mark Caruso, and special guests for the Chow Dog Radio Show, 9 a.m. Pacific. You haven't laughed so hard and been informed so much until you've heard it from the mouth of the sports expert himself, El Chab Dog. Perhaps we'll be talking about that later. 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 He has wisdom. 
done and knows what to do. Held Romney's reds and turned Obama's blues. He has wisdom, knows what to do. Held Romney's red and turned Obama's blues. I see you live here on Love Street, near where a place that the Congress meets. I wonder what the Dems are doing there, knowing you're here for four long years. Fine, so far. He lives on Love Street. Lingers long on Love Street. He has a white house and rose garden, and ain't about to give no pardons. La 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 la. First, we have Mr. Donald Trump, who is the visitor from uh, New York City and the New Jersey General's owner, sitting with us, Mr. Marvin Warner, who is a native son of this great state. And has got to be very happy with the big crowd we've got today. First, as the visitor, uh, Donald, let's welcome you to the community of the USFL. And uh, your intense interest in merchandising, I think, has been striking from the very beginning. Well, thank you very much, Keith. It's great. I think they have 65,000 people, I just heard, Marvin, so I congratulate you. It's been really fabulous. We're very happy. I think the general way that you have been presented in the media is money. You have absolutely declared that you're going to compete. You've... you've com- Competitive to this point, but you've got one more crop to harvest, perhaps, following the NFL draft. Is that the next phase that we see where the USFL owners are making their move for better people? I think it could very well be, Keith, but the overall, the quality of the league, you see it just in the play today. It's an exciting game. The people are going wild. The quality of the league has made it exciting. The quality of the players has brought 65,000 people out to watch a game in Birmingham, Alabama. I suspect that Bear Bryant might be looking down on the stadium right now. Last year, it appeared that the USFL had a good plan A. They came out of the block strong. Big start. No plan B. Plan B looks like it's in place this year. Well, I think last year, I, don't, I disagree with the way it was handled last year, frankly. You know that. I've been very open. You really have to go out. You have to get the stars. Last year, it started off reasonably strong. This year, it's going to stay strong. You're going to see a very big week next week. You're going to see a huge week the following week. It's going to stay strong. It's going to stay strong for a long time. The man is optimistic. He is also successful. So he does what he believes. Nice to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, we're back. Yeah, we're back. Are you you there, Mark? Hello. Yeah, yeah, you're still there, right? Eric was on, and then Eric dropped off again. I don't know what happened. So, uh, maybe he's driving. Yeah, I, yeah, it was weird. Uh, it was weird. He, he he shows up on my dashboard. I let him in, and then he drops off. So, 
It's happened twice now. But um, anyway, I uh, I had some other clips for you that I did last night, but they're it's weird the 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 library is showing them as loading but not loaded, so I can't play them. <laughs> oh. So right. uh, you know, I have plenty of other stuff. Like we we can always play other stuff. So. Yeah, so uh, when's so the first... So it's been a uh, good weekend so far for the Red Sox. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the, everybody was worried about this stretch of games. That, you know, how, how are they going to get through this? But uh, this is turning into the biggest opportunity, you know. They can they can. Well, just that's what I said. But it's not the old Yankees, you know what I mean? It's not. It's not the old Yankees with Jeter and Posada, and Pettit, and yeah. it's just not. Those These guys, guys, that, those they, guys they think are, they are, though. Yeah. Like uh, right. the first baseman, he said, they're all savages. Like, oh, really? You're all savages? Okay. We'll see how savage you are when you lose again this year. Savages that haven't won anything. Yeah, they haven't won anything. I said that, yeah. And, like, and, they don't... They don't have any le- any real leaders on that team. Nope. And actually, they're showing on the baseball channel 2004 highlights when uh, when we were talking last week about why they had to trade Noma. One of the reasons they had to trade Noma was he was cleared to play a game in Yankee Stadium, but then before the game, he said he wasn't feeling up to it. He didn't play. So he sat on the bench the whole game. That was the game, I don't know if you remember, Derek Jeter went into the stands to make the catch uh, on a foul ball, and he, like, cut his face twice. He dove, like, six I think I remember that. See, like, it. He, it was an unbelievable it was catch. A, it was an amazing catch. He just, like, disappeared. He jumped into the stands yes. and disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know how he got it because he was playing shortstop, and it was on the third base side. But somehow he got there and he caught it. And that was the game when the Red Sox lost. And then I believe they traded Nomar a few days later because, like, they're just fed up with them being cleared to play by the training staff and not playing. Yeah. That happened with Manny Ramirez once. Terry Francona said, I'm going to give it. All right, I got the day off. And then they needed him to pitch hit, pinch hit late in the game, and uh, he didn't take the bat off his shoulder. And, uh, you know, it did not endear him to his teammates. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I I think David Ortiz actually straightened him out after that game. Yeah, because they didn't get rid of Manny. They just benched him, right? Nope. I don't even think they benched him. I think uh, what they did was Ortiz straightened him out and said, we're here to win. You already got paid. Now it's time for you to win. And uh, basically, Manny started having more fun after that. He realized winning was more fun than losing. The man ram. Yeah, what a hitter. Amazing. Put that bat on the ball. Is he going to be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, Well, it's questionable because he's got two steroid offenses, you know? Uh, Um, Yeah. 
the steroid offenses—that's gonna. That's that's a tough thing to overcome. Cause, it is. I mean, it's a tough thing one, to overcome. One's bad enough. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because there's so many guys in the Hall of Fame that, you know, in the '60s and '70s they were taking anabolic steroids, they were taking amphetamines, they were taking downers after the games. They're basically like Elvis Presley on the road. You know what I mean? I mean, Oil Cam Boyd used to go in between innings, go down the locker room, sniff cocaine, and smoke a joint. Do you think the people in the locker room didn't see him sniffing cocaine and smoking joints? Yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of guys on uh, doing doing uh, doing joints. And Doc Doc Ellis threw that no hitter. Remember when he was on LSD? <laughs> yeah. Well, we had Spaceman Billy, and he's a big proponent for marijuana. He, he thinks it's the uh, the greatest, um, you know, the the best way to ease your mind. He also mm-hmm. loves beer. And uh, he says, beer and weed, you're good. And uh, he was quite a character, though. Quite a character. Yeah, the Red he's Sox, a guy that, you know, they had... No, no, you can go ahead. He's Space a guy that, that could be in the Red Sox Hall of Fame. He He had a good career. Well, they bring him back a lot. They include him in a lot of festivities. He still plays semi-pro. He still pitches. It's amazing. He loves baseball. Yeah, I would like to yeah. have him on my show. Oh, yeah, Bill. This space. He'd come on. He'd come on. He's from Vermont. He'd come on the show. He'd probably I have just, to get uh, one person. And... Sure, through the hot, yeah, there's a couple ways to get a hold of him. I bet she does stuff with the Jimmy Fund, and there's a couple other ways to get a hold of him, probably through the Red Sox. Um, you know, PR department. They'd get a hold of him for you. I, I, I think there's a few guys the Red Sox uh, have Jimmy Horn for all the fame but uh, I don't know if, if Manny's going to go. I think Ortiz should go. And uh, he's got the positive test. But that was the year that they were not supposed to give the results. They were blind testing to see how many players were actually on steroids. So they weren't actually illegal when he was taking them. Because they weren't testing for him. Huh. I didn't know that. I, I thought. I didn't know he actually had a negative test. Like a positive test. Yeah, this test asshole. So the, the records were sealed, right? But of course, you know, if a record sealed, that sealed record is still being moved around in the courthouse, whichever courthouse is. Like Frank. And, you know. If Tom Brady had something sealed in Frank's court, I'm sure he'd have it unsealed on his show. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, people with agendas release stuff to hurt people they don't like. Yeah. 
Um, and that's basically what happened to Ortiz. But it didn't. It doesn't seem like it rose to the same level uh, as uh, somebody you know that actually had been disciplined for use of those drugs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to keep him out because he's he's such you know a, a very important figure in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was on the he won three world titles with the Red Sox. That's huge. Yeah, and he was it's, instrumental in all seem, three. Uh, it doesn't seem right that these guys are allowed to play, compile these great numbers, and then they're not let into the Hall of Fame. No, I agree with you. You know, uh, that's to put asses in chairs, and then, you know, you you go to these Hall of Fame things, and uh, they're putting in guys that don't have the same numbers as these other guys, because they're not going to, these writers aren't going to vote for them, because of the steroids. They're just not. Yeah, but they were writing about them when they were playing, and the league was letting him play, and I don't know. It's, it's well, hard for it me to understand. It seems like the romantic days of baseball, right, when Babe Ruth was playing and they were riding on trains uh, and Mickey Mantle and stuff. They, the New York writers all knew what Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth were up to. They all knew. They didn't write about it. Say up to in, up to in terms of what? In terms of uh, boozing and 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 you know, with all the women, womanizing all right. that stuff. Right. Well, who? Ca- yeah, I mean, and who cares about? It? I mean, does, since when do they? Are, are we so? I guess now we are, but. Well, uh, now TMZ would have it on. You know, if Tom Brady was walking down the street with some girl, drunk, you don't think that would be on TMZ? Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's a different. If it's, a, it is a different time period, but um, it's definitely. I guess it's not looked at the same. Ever, it'll, it's not the same thing as, as using drugs. No. Uh, and um. Alcohol's never going to keep anybody out of the Hall of Fame, I think. No, it shouldn't. I mean, Kyle Stromsky was a fake beer drinker. They said when the Red Sox used to come back from the West Coast, the plane would be flying uh, sideways or low because it had 200 cases of cores in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I mean... It's just a know, different just time. Every, uh, these guys make a lot of money now, and everyone says, oh, yeah, they make so much money. But, I mean, you know as well as I do, uh, everything they do is under a microscope. Everything they do. And these guys have people that look out for them. You know, if they need a ride, they call a number. They get picked up. But they still fuck up. No matter how many things you do for these guys, they still fuck up. And uh, they get a lot of, they all the, in baseball, the money's all guaranteed. And uh, some guys want to put up big numbers and want to win. Some guys want to just make a paycheck. 
And usually the ones that want to make a paycheck are on the Mets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Frank, Frank gets stuck with those guys. Uh, yeah, Frank's given up on the Mets officially. He said they're they're playing for next yeah. year now. Uh, well, yeah. at least they still have those ugly uniforms. Oh, which ones are those? Oh, those horrible pinstripe, blue pinstripes that they tried to cover the Yankees with. Oh. Oh, that, yeah, that that, that looks way too, uh, I don't know, looks too busy. I'm not, I'm not a big fan like of their the Cubs uh, uniforms, colors. Right? The what? The Cubs. Cubs have those colors except red instead of orange. Yeah. It's the same thing. Stupid. Yeah, so the Mets have what did Frank say about the Red Sox? He just yelled a little bit and then that was it. Yeah, he screamed and, you know, had a bit of a rant and fit. He I think he's he's sensing that they're getting they're getting gaining a lot of momentum and getting you know, gearing up for a major rush. Not that, that that's it's not it seems like it's already happening, but I think he's he's getting he's getting worried that uh you will have another championship to brag about soon. Yeah. It's gonna happen. I saw Rivaldi coming out of the pen and he's still getting uh his control back, but he's got four pitches. And when you got a reliever with four pitches that throws a hundred with a ninety-seven mile an hour cutter, curveball and changeup, he's going to be hard to hit. Mhm. And he he can go uh, he can go for two innings is not a big problem, I think. Yeah, or if he's having a like one of them innings where he walks a couple of guys, like last night they brought him in in the eighth. And 36 pitches, but he struck out two guys, you know? They don't put the ball in play off him. They got a little bloop double on him. They got second and third with, like, one out or something, no outs. He struck out a guy, got a pop fly, and then struck out another guy. He let up two runs, but he's only pitched, like, three or four times. He's just getting it going. And the rest of the bullpen's doing. Uh, do you think the rest of the bullpen's gonna gonna shore up or improve? Yeah, well, I, they got a lefty from. They brought up from Pawtucket. He can throw ninety six, ninety seven. I think his name's Taylor. He's pretty good. Uh, I'm not really sure his name, but uh, they traded for a starter, and he pitched a good game against the Yankees. Um, yeah, Cashman, Cashner, yeah. Cashner, thank you. He is very, uh, he's a veteran pitcher. He's very good. Those mid-90s, good change-up, big guy. And uh, that's what they needed to do because they needed to put Evaldi in the pen. And you're going to see the Yankees are going to get fleeced this week for a starting pitcher. They're going to have to get the number one prospect to get a starter. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of, they're kind of. I'm it, sure their mentality is all in. They think they, they got to, they're going to do whatever they think they have to do to fix their rotation. 
The well, they should with everything. that bullpen. You know, the bullpen is great to have, but if you got no starters to get to the bullpen, what good is the bullpen? You're down, and then, you know, and then you're stuck three. With, and then you're like, you're like the Milwaukee Brewers. You got to start using your bullpen to be get to get put piecing together games. Yeah, that's and that's that doesn't, not, that doesn't that's really not good. work. That doesn't work. I saw. No. I saw. I remember in the playoffs, those those Brewer pitchers uh, were kind of spent by the time they got to the Dodgers, and they just didn't have enough left. Oh, they were. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. But, I mean, they were just trying to get as far as they could with what they had. So they were just, that's yeah. what you're supposed to do in the playoffs. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, you got to do some desperate things and and some unorthodox things, but um, you don't want to go into that situation intentionally where you just know you don't have enough starting pitching. So I don't know. Question no. is who they're gonna, who the Yankees are going to try to get. I I was thinking maybe I that guy. Strowman. From yeah, Strowman. I've heard, but here. the other guys. The guy, the Mets have this guy that they're they're banding out uh, out there, uh, Zach Wheeler. Um, oh, he's a he's a big disappointment, right? I don't know. He tests him. He tests him. Die young games. candidate. Yeah, he's, but I mean, he was supposed to be perennial all-star pitcher. So you think the Yankees are gonna really they're gonna go for the absolute uh, best guy they can find? I guess Strom. Of course, they have to. What yeah. are they going to do? They can't go into the playoffs with that rotation. I mean, they just got their asses kicked three days in a row in Boston. They can't be feeling too good today. Now they got to go against Sale. Everyone's like, "Oh, Sale's struggling. Sale's this. Sale's that." You know what? He's still Chris Sale. And he can still put it together at any time, as long as he's healthy. Yeah. And maybe tonight's the night. He'll strike out 15, go eight innings, shut them down completely. And uh, yeah, I don't care what he anybody says. You know, based on even his look at his his record sucks, but this year, but he's still in my mind the ace of the staff. Yeah. I mean, and he's, he's, his record sucks partly because a couple of times he was winning the game, they took him out. The bullpen let it up. He should have gotten those wins. And a couple of times, mm-hmm. like I said, the beginning of the year, they didn't ramp him up to the start of the season. They kind of, that's why they had that bad April, the first three or four weeks of the season. And now they're like peaking. And they got a lot of young players that are good. A lot. And Chavis now has uh, moved back to second base, which I like, because he should be the everyday second baseman. And Devis should be the everyday third baseman. Bogart should be your everyday shortstop, obviously. And Mitch Mullen should be playing every time there's a righty on. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. got this kid, Sam Travis. He, he actually bats with no batting gloves, which is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't back. know why anybody would want to do that. <laughs> I 
Uh, you know, the no batting gloves thing, uh, that is a field thing. So, um, I've hit both ways. If you have pine tar in your hands, uh, as long as you can, well, pitchers aren't allowed to use pine tar. You know that, right? Yeah. In, in the National League, they're not allowed to use it when they get up to the plate. So if they have, if they went up to the plate barehanded, they would not be able to put pine tar on their bat because they can't get pine tar on their hands. So, so you can only have, have pine tar. That can only be on the bat up to a certain spot in the, the the length of the bat, right? It's about the label. Yeah, it's like uh, so the beginning of where the barrel starts getting real wide to basically where the tape stops when the guy tapes the bat up the handle. It's about a. It's supposed to be like a certain amount of inches, six inches, eight inches, something like that. George Brett used to overdo it with the pine tar. You remember when he come out of the dugout? Everybody remembers that. Yeah, he that told was the guys on the bench. If they don't, if they take this home run away. I'm gonna go fucking nuts. <laughs> and he sure did. <laughs> but he didn't use batting gloves. Well, he was right. The pine. Oh no, George Brett. No, I don't think he, he used batting gloves. Did he? He didn't use batting gloves. I don't gloves? think so. No, I don't think so. Oh. He had tape on his fingers a lot of games. Huh. I wonder when the did the batting Back gloves... Back then, a lot of guys didn't wear batting gloves. Yeah, that, so it's only been a more recent thing that they all wear them. Hmm. Yeah, there's only a few guys now that don't wear them. And, uh, like, Vladimir Guerrero never wore batting gloves. Uh, and uh, Blake Swihart, we traded him, and he... He doesn't wear batting gloves. Uh, Sam Travis, like I said. Uh, it just seems he wear batting gloves. And it might have something to do with they get paid to wear them. So. Yeah, but there's there's some benefit, I think. It makes it less painful when you hit. It just... It can, I can, can, well, can... you see, there's gonna get you got a blister issue popping up too when you're not using them. So yeah, um, you know, you want to keep your hands clear. You put on the bang gloves with the thumb guard, and uh, you go from there. But uh, a lot of home runs this year in MLB, and uh, a lot of strikeouts. So it just seems like. Everybody's swinging for the fences. Yeah, yeah. Stan, Stan was you know, running down the Orioles and everything, but they got they got some guys on that team that are hitting home runs. Um, they got yeah, they got he doesn't two like guys. the Orioles very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. There, there. Yeah, there's there's some hope. There always is some hope. Mancini's good. Yeah, you got another guy. <laughs> Named Nunez, I think, who's got twenty something home runs. So, um they 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 just beat the Angels last night, eight to seven or something, nine seven. They're they they won two out of three so far from the Angels. That's that's not bad. No. Everybody says Mike Trout's the best player in the league. I don't know. 
I don't know about that. Uh, I saw Mookie Betts hit three home runs the other day against the Yankees. That was pretty good. Got up first time, yeah. hit a home run. Second time, hit a home run. Third time, hit a home run. Fourth time, hit a double. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, he's warming up. They're all, they're all. If they all get hot now at the same time, it'll just be ridiculously nice. That's what it looks like. And you know what? Like I said, Xander Bogarts made the leap now. Officially, even though they still have JD and they still got Mookie, this guy grew into his body. He's like 6'3", shortstop. And they said he was too tall to play shortstop. But he grew into his body finally, and he matured. And now he's just, I mean, he's hit some home runs this year, like 430 feet. The left field, like way, way out of Fenway, easily out of Fenway, just croaking him. He never did that before, never. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, maybe, but now he's got 22 home runs, 80 RBIs. Uh, like I said, Devers, same thing, 22 home runs, 82 RBIs. And you look at a guy like JD, he's got like I think, uh, what's he got, 18 or 20 home runs. 60 RBIs. Mookie's got 18 home runs now and like 50 something RBIs. Uh, Chavis has 16 home runs. Uh, Vasquez has like 16 or 17 home runs. I mean, the Red Sox are hitting some home runs this year. Ben Intendi hit another one. Uh, Bradley has like 15 home runs. I don't know how, but he hit some in. Streaks too. They're gonna set a record. Well, they got a lineup that it's just from top to bottom. It just doesn't stop. When they're healthy, their lineup goes from top to bottom. They get guys hitting seventh in the lineup that are batting like two eighty with like seventeen home runs. Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no weak spots in that lineup. Nope, there is not. I mean, it's not the speediest lineup that they've had, but Mookie Betts flies, and uh, Jackie Bradley can fly when he gets on base, and Benetton runs the bases better. He runs into a lot of outs, but he's got speed. Uh, Davis has got a little bit of speed, but you know, so as far as hitting goes, these guys can all hit. And when it comes down to hitting against good pitches, that's when Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts are going to make their money because that's when they're going to hit. The great hitters hit off the great pitches. And the Red Sox are loaded. And you know what? The Patriots, uh, start, they started camp. I didn't want to tell Stan because I didn't want to, you know, he, he was in on the Baltimore started camp thing. But the Patriots started training camp also, and uh, Tom Brady was there. So it looks like all is well. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that Gronkowski is coming back, too. Just been hearing rumors. Oh, hearing how well, bored he, better he is. Be, he better be in shape. I don't want to come sure back. Pretty sure like he's a yeah, he's a gym rat, so I, I expect him to be fully ready. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you want to hear? You want to? You want to go with a clip now, and I can I can put on some. Uh, Should do a clip Frana. because I don't even think I got to. I didn't even get to like torture Frank today. I was like all excited last night. I was like, wow, three in a row. Forget to tell Frank what happened to the <laughs> Yankees, but. It's all right. And then Eric's the Yankee fan, too, so that could be why he hung up twice. But, I mean, they <laughs> are in first place by, like, seven or eight games. I mean, it's not a lot, but by next weekend, it's going to be, like, three or two. God, that'll be super. And the next week, down to yeah. two, three games? Wow. Yeah, it's it's going right. down quick. This happened to the Red Sox before. Here's a pretty funny one. This is a little bit, a little bit of a long clip, but you'll like it. So, where's the dinner at? Uh, I forget the name. It's in the car. Who's gonna be there? What are you on the school paper? Guys, business. Got any cash? Tom, hand me my bag. That's all you got? It's like $400. I'm low man tonight. I gotta pay for everybody. Oh, you know, this is fucking ridiculous, Christopher. Why should you get stuck all the time? You should make Paulie pay. What, I make the rules now? Guy's a captain. I know. But when he was in jail, all I'm saying is, if you get the extra responsibilities, you should get the benefits, too. You're right. I'll say hello to the guys from you. It's freaking olive oil. The food's drenched. That's the reason it happened. As far as fucking bad as a concern, I say get rid of them all. They had their turn, and now we got ours. That's why dinosaurs don't exist no more. Wasn't it a meteor? They're all meteor. 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 Take it easy. Gentlemen, whenever you're ready. All right, we set? Yeah, sure. What are you doing? You ready? I gotta make a pit stop. Yeah. You forgetting something? You get it. I got the last one. Here, <laughs> yeah, baby. Have some cheese, please. The other thing with bears is, you ever chased by one, run downhill. For some reason, they can't do that. It's the moss. They attack when you're having your period, too. Oh, no, that's jungle cats. So, can we go? Hold your horse. What's going on? We ready or what? Yeah. Fine, I'll get it. Give me the fucking thing. I said I'll get it. Enough. It's done. $860. What? You heard me. That's what you owe from last night. You said you got it. I only got like a hundred bucks on me anyways. Then get the rest by tonight, or you stop paying points. 
so said you were looking for me? So. This about the Easter baskets? I don't even know what that is. And to tell you the truth, I don't want to know. I was a ship between you and Paulie. You chiseled him out of a dinner. I chiseled him? He said that. I asked you a question. Can I say something in my own defense? It's not right that I have to pay all the time. I've been paying for fucking years. You done? Good. You pay till I tell you don't have to pay no more. And don't give me that face. You know how many tabs, how many dinners I picked up over the years? Fucking Richie April, fat fucking Jerry Anastasia. Those guys killed me at Betting Harness. And forget it, they want a steak. I put a new wing on Peter Lucas. Brandy, cigars, champagne. Could have bought a fucking plane. I hear you, Tone, but that was before inflation. Whatever. It's tradition. It's like in ancient times, the samurais, they had these pages. Young boys that did their errands, washed their clothes, shit like that. It's a sign of respect. Don't you cheer up. One day some kid will be paid for your dinners. Atlantic City loves its oldies on Oldies 98.3. So the folks said, oh, just one more thing. She's got to have a bigger tent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, Tony, you're like a little quiet. Yeah, yeah I'm just uh, full, that's all. Calm before the storm. Get them near those crap tables and look out. Jesus, I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Uh, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy it, girls. I've been enjoying looking at you the whole night. <laughs> Get some fucking glasses. We gotta go. All right, I'll see you over the $100 oh, table. Right, yeah. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. They're wrapping up a lobster roll for me to take to Jenny. She's over there, eh? Yeah. Anything else, gentlemen? We're good. My friend here will take the check, though. Have a wonderful evening. Eleven eighty four. Oh, babe. I gotta play that number. <laughs> I'm gonna go wash up. I'll tell you, after a meal like that, what I could use is a nice piece of edge. Who knows? Maybe I'll call down, have them send one up to the room. Why don't you just <laughs> fuck yourself? Save a little money. What's your problem? Stop trying to bait me, Paulie. You know what my fucking problem is. No. Why don't you tell me? You want me to tell you? Fine. Steaks, three-pound lobsters, the shrimp fucking cocktails you made everybody get. Then on top of everything else, you send those skanks a bottle of Cristal. I was being a gentleman, Chrissy. You ought to try it sometime. Not to mention the Leonese fucking potatoes you didn't even touch. What? I lost my appetite. Fuck you. Excuse me? You fucking heard me. I'm telling you, Chrissy, I don't give a fuck anymore who you're related to. Go ahead, Paulie. Go for it. Your big fucking moment. You little fuck. Excuse me, gentlemen. Was there a problem with the service? What are you talking about? You left me $16, sir. Perhaps you miscounted. There's 1200 bucks in there. That's correct. And the bill was $1,184. Assuming you don't tip on tax or alcohol, 15%. I'm tapped out. 
You think this job is easy? I have kids. Then go back inside before you get hurt. I have a goddamn family to support. Fuck off. Yeah, right. Go piss it away at Blackjack, fucking asshole. Oh! What do you got to say now? Betsy, he's fucked up. Don't they have medicine they're supposed to take, these assholes? I don't know. You say we hit him with a brick. Still going, this asshole. <laughs> That's my money, Paulie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that never would have <laughs> happened because there's no way that guy would have approached those kind of guys. Even though they left him a fourteen dollar tip on eleven hundred sixteen dollars on sixteen dollars on twelve hundred eighty. Twelve hundred. That was real nice of him. He left him one percent. Yeah, well, you know what? He should have took the one percent and moved on. I know. You know it's sometimes just, people bite off the. Yeah, there's something about Christopher that doesn't scare people, you know, because there were a lot of episodes in there where, where normal guys pick fights with him, you know? Yeah, he's just a regular-sized guy, but they don't know that he's a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, like that time in the in the bakery when he wanted to get the, the, the you know, the rolls or whatever, and the guy behind the counter was serving the other guy first, and... You know, he had to pull a gun on the guy and threaten to kill him. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Christopher's Polly beautiful. Too. Polly, Polly, he doesn't. Polly doesn't scare me either. He's, you know, he had a. He, remember, he had a tough time dealing with that old woman in the room when she she kneed him in the balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Polly though was a main guy. Polly actually, there's no, there's no way that waiter would have went outside by himself with that kind of money on him, with those dealing with those kind of guys that he dealt with all night long. Then he is a moron, you know. <laughs> he dealt with yeah. those guys all night long. He knows the kind of guys there. Go piss it away on blackjack. How about keep your fucking mouth shut? And go home to your family. <laughs> be go home with your sixteen dollars and thank yourself that you got through the evening. Yeah, be thankful they didn't ask for their change back, and instead, no, complain about it. Need a brick, you know, and then a bullet. I know, but that's that. That's the genius of the Sopranos is they. Uh, you know, they kind of they're always they're always pushing things to the next level. <laughs> well, see, something like that probably did happen. You know, something like that probably did happen, but because the guy was from another country, maybe he didn't know the kind of people he was dealing with. Well, it's 
same thing with the uh, Christopher and Polly had that problem. Remember with the Russian guy too? With the Russian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but Russians are very tough. They don't care about anybody. <laughs> things, that, things, funny things are always happening to, to Christopher and Polly when they team up. Like, like when they remember when they 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 tried to bump off Mikey Palmici and they ran through the poison ivy. <laughs> <laughs> That that was the comic relief. Those two dummies. <laughs> I mean, it, it goes you know, on Christopher and on. Christopher was always fucking up. Remember when they put Furio with uh, Christopher and uh, Adriana, and they were going to the funeral, and they were like doing lines and smoking weed and everything before they were going to his mother, Tony's mother's uh, funeral, and Maybe. then uh, Christopher's sitting there like talking shit and Tony's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> I got yeah I got to pull that one up I don't I don't remember that one too vividly but it sounds funny Oh yeah they're like oh I hate these things you know yeah we just got to get fucked up and go all the Christmas house uh Fiorio. I, yeah Christopher was he's been he's been Stoned or drugged up in a lot of different contexts, you know. Remember when he he showed up to help Tony on the dog. Up, he sat on the dog, and then the time he helped Tony clean up Ralph Cifaretto after Tony killed him. That was the best. That was the best, right? <laughs> He's like, "Where the fuck are you been?" Uh uh He's like, "You're fucked up right now." Nah, <laughs> don't lie to me, Christopher. <laughs> And then Chris was like, holy shit, what happened here? <laughs> Don't change the subject. Gonna, <laughs> what are people going to say? <laughs> and he tried to grab his hat, tried to grab his hair, and the, the whole thing, his whole wig came off. Ralph, Ralph had that wig on. Yeah, that was funny, right? It's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, the game that his son was playing was a little ridiculous, right? Like, shoot arrows up in the air and hold a target that's a cardboard box and try to yeah. catch the arrow with the cardboard <laughs> I mean, someone probably should have been like, this is not a good idea, children. Or if the kid's that stupid, you don't give him a bow and arrow. Like, what kind of kid do you give a bow and arrow to that's not under, like, adult supervision? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you want Rambo shooting arrows in your backyard? Yeah, Ralph. Ralph just doesn't care about anything but Ralph. Exactly. That, that, that was like that. Yeah, it was like the uh, that that movie in that movie Braveheart where they the the soldiers knew that they were gonna get the arrows from the archers coming down on them, and it, so they had to hold their shields up there, and you know. That's like something you have to do in war. <laughs> yeah, 300. 300. You remember the movie 300? Yeah. Our arrows will blot out the sun. Then we will fight in the shade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hot gates of Thermopylae. Now that's a movie. 300 guys versus 100,000. 
I like that. Well, how did that end? I'm sure the 300 guys lost, right? Yeah, the Battle of Thermopylae. They held them off for three days, though. And they killed shitloads of Persians. And the only reason they lost was because the shithead trader told them about a secret ghost path around the back. Otherwise, they weren't getting through. Yeah. I remember seeing that movie. That there was some pretty impressive, uh, uh, pretty impressive stuff in there. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously Hollywood uh, exaggerated some stuff with elephants and things like that. We don't know exactly what the Persians had. I mean, it's kind of hard to believe they brought elephants on ships over. For... Yeah. Uh, I can tell you that it did take place, the battle, and historically speaking. And, uh, you know, that's what the Spartans were known for is uh, warfare, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like the Red Sox versus the Yankees right now. The Red Sox are just just running wild on the Yankees, and there's nothing they can do. To stop it. I love it. Tonight is gonna be good. Chris Sale. You gonna be ready for a sweep, baby. Yeah, this is gonna be a sale on strikeouts tonight in Boston. Oh my god. Frank is so mad, huh? That he had to just go. Yeah, but he I, says he that could. I don't call. I'm never going to live that down with him. <laughs> Until he's wearing that Patriot shit. <sighs> yeah. All right, well, uh, they are going undefeated. I can take you out with a good uh, Boston song. That works. Fran Sheen, yeah. drive him in the cab. Good man. Original bass player for Boston. Give you a choice. You can either hear Feeling Satisfied uh, or Party or uh, We're Ready. Either one. I I have. Uh, Well, since it's a party, I I would say it's a party in Boston right now. We're partying. Yeah, that's a good song. All right. I'll send us out with that, and then uh, we can talk about. You the have a great game. week, my friend. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Same to you, man. Keep having a good time and uh, party hard with this song. All right. You got it. Thank you.